suggest a new strategy, Otto. Only different in your mind. Brian Seddon, welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast, and with me, second podcast in a row, he did come back, uh, Jacob Frollo. It is good to be back. All right, Jacob, you you have an issue with me that you want no, to discuss. It's, it's just not talk really about an issue. It. I just want to let Go everybody ahead. know that, um, first off, there's a lot of pressure to be sitting uh, across from Brian doing this podcast. He has an extremely high standard for... Uh, Really, everyone else. Uh, <laughs> but as you've listened to in this podcast, not so high for himself. Yeah, it's um, true. This is true. I agree so far. A week ago, uh, there's a character from The Empire Strikes Back, a bounty hunter, uh, one by the name of Bosca. And, um, you know, Brian corrected me in the podcast, which I appreciate. I, I would do the same thing for him I if I. Cr- wait, I, wait, wait. Could I, which part did I. First off, I corrected you because you said the dinosaur guy. <laughs> which is a true statement. He is a dinosaur guy. Okay. So I gave you his name. You did. And I appreciate it. And then you that. kept calling him boss. I said it one time. <laughs> so after the podcast ended and we were done, I was told by uh, Captain Seddon here that um, if I'm going to continue uh, to be a part of this, I'm going to have to step up my Star Wars game. I did not say that. Something like I that. I didn't say that. <laughs> to which I replied, uh, oh, yeah, Kiati Mundi. Kiati Mundi, Brian. Brian said, who's that? <laughs> and then he said, the conehead-looking dude, after I explained. Well, he said on the Jedi Council yeah. and was one of the only Jedi who actually spoke with Mason yeah. uh, Yoda. He said, the conehead-looking dude. So I, I feel like, and this might be something that we could put on Facebook for a poll. I feel strongly Kiati Mundi is a much more recognizable character than Bosk. Pre- prequels are part of Star Wars, Brian. Um, no, I disagree. I, I, I don't see how that's possible. I think more people would know the name Bosk than they would know... Kiati Mundi. Kiati Mundi. Kiati Mundi. Kiati Mundi. Yeah, I mean, but he was a Jedi. Jedi are just way better than everything. No, I understand that. But, um, I mean, I've seen and Bosk. And he was a Jedi on the High Council. I've seen Bosk in video games, and I've seen him in toy stores. And you haven't seen Kiati Mundi? I have a Kiati Mundi Christmas ornament that I'm going to hang uh, on my tree in a few weeks. I don't have a Bosk one. Okay. All right, I got that off my chest. All right, well, as long as you feel better. Not really. Yeah. Let's move on to a different topic, shall we? Okay. Let's talk some All Star right. Wars. We'll talk some Star Wars. So um, tonight we're going to talk a little more about the Benioff and Weiss. Jacob, I know you had some more thoughts on that. Actually, Jacob uh, has come with, with some content tonight that we're going to cover. Uh, probably towards the end of the podcast, you know, uh, Mandalorian's going to be out um, November, November 12th. 12th. A week from today. Yep. November 12th is uh, going to be the release date. So... Um, I do want to talk about Mandalorian. I want to talk about uh, a little bit about Disney Plus, how the streaming service works for those that haven't signed up yet, and talk about Mandalorian specifically. A little more about the schedule release and the episodes. Let's talk a little bit about the characters. Uh, just kind of get familiar with the Mandalorian. And then 
The great thing about having a Star Wars podcast, Jacob, is then as we watch these, we're going to be able to discuss the episodes that we see. So, um, so good stuff. But let's jump right into it. You got something to say? I do. I have a question before we get going about yeah. Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. Are they going to be? Is it going to be like Netflix where you're going to get all 10, 12, 18 well, episodes? I mean, if I talk about it now, we won't be able to talk about it later. So if you want to know the answer to that question, you need to listen. I'm going to sit right here and wait. You need to listen to more of the podcast. So uh, we're going to start off with the Benioff and Weiss. Uh, last week we talked about the news of them stepping away from Star Wars. And we um, we, we we hypothesized a little bit uh, about why they stepped away one was because um, they were doing Netflix and basically competing with Disney Plus, and maybe it was a Disney deal breaker. Um, another was uh, because of the uh, the backlash they received from Game of Thrones was another uh, theory. But Jacob, I think you um, you have some more thoughts on it now. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I don't know how much how much of this stuff is grounded in reality, but. What's interesting is, you know, the stuff that you kind of, you know, read, see, hear, and more stuff's really coming out like every couple days about why this departure happened. Um, The reasons for the departure are more interesting than I think the actual departure itself. So, um, you know, one thing that I read, and I'm going to just read it real quick because it's, it, I guess it is kind of concerning when you think about it. First off, this is not the first departure that we've had from a Star Wars you know, uh, film. Um, but I'm going to read this from Variety. Um, and it talks here, when Kennedy and her team pitched these filmmakers, Benioff and Weiss, on joining the Star Wars family, sources say they were promised some measure of creative control. However, multiple insiders said new ideas were commonly shot down as Kennedy and her team were only looking for people to stick to the company line. Um, I did read that the idea or the timeline, I guess, the story that Benioff and Weiss wanted to explore was really the kind of rise of the Jedi Order, which that sounds pretty stinking cool to me. (laughs) (laughs) Take over, Brian. So so you're saying the reason why they would have departed was because there weren't following what Kathleen Kennedy or Lucasfilm set out for them? Is that... I don't know if I follow 100%. Well, if you would have <laughs> listened to what I just read, it does it does appear that Kathleen Kennedy, maybe some of the executives at Disney are not allowing these uh, creators of their, you know, of this content to really have full control. Um, I don't believe they like the idea of of going back to the kind of beginning of the Jedi Order and us, you know, seeing that creation of it. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, you know, again, all of this is just sort of you know, speculation. You know, we 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 did specu- speculation that uh, because of Game of Thrones ended poorly. You know, that could be the reason. Uh, it, it makes sense that the you know, like kind of what you said with the two competitive streaming services. Yeah. You know, um, something else I read was just the fact that you know Kathleen Kennedy and Disney Lucasfilm was worried about you know how much time are they going to be able to give to this Star Wars project. Um, as well, because they've been working on Game of Thrones, this sole project that was really written by someone else, and that's been the only thing on their plate for the last seven, eight years. And now you've got multiple Netflix projects on top of a Star Wars project. That can be a lot. Um, 
You know, and then something else I read, who knows, again, how much truth this is, is that they personally, and I believe, I can't remember the quote, but one of them did say something about Star Wars fans. And I think I sent that to you kind of about just the some of the backlash that Last Jedi received, that Ryan Johnson received. And after they went through kind of those last few episodes of Game of Thrones that, you know, people didn't receive them very well, they didn't want to have to get back into a, a fan base that might react negatively to some of the something that they might put out there yeah see and if and if it's something if it truly is something like that um you know i I think that you kind of need to put your big pants uh big boy pants on you know what i mean i agree um you know the whole the negative reaction to last jedi a lot of it was spurred on ryan johnson because of how he received any type of criticism from from the last jedi um, how he handled that, and so I think he he made matters a lot worse. Um, you know, you have to understand that when you're when you did the things that he did in that movie, you should give fans a little bit of time to to voice their opinion on it, and because it is such a uh, a change from what we've known, um, I mean, for you not to anticipate some type of reaction is just very naive. Now. The flip side of that is as a professional, how do you handle that criticism or the type of reaction that, that it received? And he just he just handled it poorly, and he continues to handle it poorly, um, which is why, I, I again, I, I there's no way Ryan Johnson is going to get his movie. I don't care what he's saying. You know, he's saying we're still in talks with Lucasfilm and things like that. There is absolutely no way Ryan Johnson is going to get another Star Wars film. So after the rise of Skywalker comes out, and again maybe I, maybe there's something out that I don't know about. Are there any actual films in the works? Well, so I, from what I remember, is uh, Kevin Feige is um, he's no, it is not it is not Feige. Kevin Feige he uh, he's supposed to be making um, making a film now. You know, you mentioned about going back to um, the origins of the Jedi and so on and so forth, and I get why that's interesting. Uh, here's my thing: I don't, I don't necessarily trust, <laughs> I don't necessarily trust the powers to be at this point to go back and really mess with something like that um, in regards to how the Jedi was started or how the Force came about or anything like that. Just because of how things have been handled at this point, I would much rather see them advance the story um you know i like star trek as well and um you know one of the good one of the things that used to drive me nuts about star trek is the um or at least these new films is just the constant need to go back um the great the thing that was so good about the next generation was that it advanced the storyline and i enjoyed that part of it you know you got the new picard series coming out and again that's going to advance the storyline you know they would have these other um you know you had the star trek movies from jj which were good movies in and of themselves but again it went back and i know it redid it kind of rebooted the timeline and so on and so forth but um but then you had like that enterprise show that came out you know constantly going back i'm i'm more of i'd rather see so in this instance star wars i'd rather see let's jump ahead however many years in the future and let's not mess with the past. I mean, they've already messed with it enough. Let's just jump ahead and, you know, maybe to another different part of the galaxy and it's a whole nother different story. Yeah, but 
You know, and, and, and I, I agree with that to an extent, you know, what would be exciting about that, that timeline to me and how, you know, why, um, you know, if that was the case that they were, that was the timeline that they were going to be, you know, delving into, you know, it's, it kind of makes me a little bit more sad, a little bit more upset that they, they are now gone. But what's exciting about it is to, for me, you're going to have a lot of Jedi. And that was kind of what kept me going through the prequels. That was really the redeeming quality for me in the prequels is there were just Jedi everywhere. And, you know, going back into that timeline, that's what you're going to get. On top of that, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and Rogue One, you know, great movies. I really loved Rogue One. Um, both of those went back, and they did a good job at it, I thought. Yeah, but you're not going to have, after Rise of Skywalker, you're not going to have any in this this timeline anymore. Um, now, you'll have the TV stuff, though. If, if it right. comes out, it's all going to be on the TV, right? Mandalorian's in that timeline uh, Obi-Wan will be in that timeline. Uh, Rogue One, uh, the Cassian Andor TV show, that'll be in the timeline. And so, but I think as far as films go, I don't think they're going to hit that timeline. Are they going to jump anymore. forward, you think, with Ray and Finn? No, nah, so I, I think are they're we done. done with them after this? I would think you're done. But so now here's the question, though. Let's say if you did jump forward, <laughs> is can you have Star Wars without. Jedi and without Sith, it would definitely be less interesting to me because that's like you what, have to I have. Mean, that's what got me into it. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have a lot of it in. Um, well, you didn't have. I, I mean, I, Solo, I saw you know a handful of times, but I don't remember having a whole lot of it in there. Rogue One, you had um, you know talk about the Force a little bit, and then you had Darth Vader at the end, but certainly no Jedi. Um, and the, you know those were good movies in their own right. But I mean, yeah, I think for me, I need um, I need a little bit of Jedi. Well, because we're gonna have the Mandalorian, which again, it's not a film, but there's not gonna be. I would I would doubt there's any Force Man, in I it. I, I hope that's not true. And then uh, we shouldn't see any Jedi. You'll have the Empire. You'll see stormtroopers and. Um, and we're going to be in a familiar place and so on and so forth. Right. But uh, What's left of the Empire, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this, for, for the Mandalorian, and kind of get back on that, and you can talk about, you know, the characters and different things. They, it is like in the perfect timeline to get some, get some cool stuff. I mean, I'm not saying I need to see Luke Skywalker, but, man, it would be pretty cool to have something mentioned about him, something mentioned about... General Leia, Princess Leia Organa, yeah. I mean... Well, yeah, I would hope we get some name some drops. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool to see some name drops. Um, but uh, as far as just outright seeing a, a Jedi somewhere, you know... You know, what was always weird to me was, like, in the comics and things like that, is all of a sudden you had all these other Jedi that existed. Like, even Rebels. Take for Rebels, you know, for instance, you had Kanan and, you know, people that, that survived... Order 66. You know, when we watched the original trilogy, I mean, you just assume, like, okay, well, it's Ben, he was a Jedi, and then now Luke's, like, the only Jedi. And, I mean, I don't know that they never told us, they never specifically said there are no other Jedi, but you just kind of assumed when you're a kid watching the OT, like, well, Luke's the only one, right? And he's Return of the Jedi. He is, you know, he's brought the Jedi back now. Well, then, you know, I always thought it was weird when you go back and read these comics and Everything's like, well, no, there's all these other Jedi, but like, well, I mean, what are they doing? Why? I don't know. That that part of the story never meshed right. for me. Yeah. 
I can see that. You know, I, I can. Um, you know, I haven't read a lot of those comics, so I don't know like the characters you're really yeah. referring to. But I, I, you know, even hearing you say it, you know, sitting here is like, well, that, yeah, that, that's a little bit frustrating. You know, where yeah. were they? You know, they, they could have used a little bit of help, guy. Um, right. You know, but um, you know, I mean, they're going to release, you know, as much content as available because the Brian Seddens and Chad Visses of the world are going to run <laughs> to the comic book store and buy it. Yeah, so uh, I did, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Rise of Kylo um, Ren last week. That uh, It comes out in December, um, and boy, that's really all I have for you. You wish I'd, you would think I'd have a date on that. Um, I think we said it last week. I think it's actually December 18th. I think it comes out two days before the movie does, that comic does. Um, so anyway... But uh, so what else what else do you have in your little notebook there that you want to talk about? Well, um, thanks for throwing it to me with about seven minutes uh, yeah. into the podcast. I appreciate that. Um, so let me so I guess a couple more things that I wanted to talk about with the Benioff and Weiss thing. I mean, I'm not going to get into any more reasons on why the separation. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there and it's really all for speculation. Um, but, you know, one thing that I that, that again, I guess you could say is concerning is just first off, there hasn't been you know, a lot of Star Wars content. You know, we're getting, you know, we're getting a lot of stuff, but, you know, there's been, what, four movies released um, and since 2015 Force Awakens came out, and you've had a lot of separation between Lucasfilm slash Disney, though Kathleen Kennedy in there as well, from, you know, really kind of the people that she, I think she handpicked. Yeah. You know, I don't think Bob Iger's in her office saying, hey, this is our guy. I think she's kind of the person running the show. So, um, you know, Josh Trank, who I don't know a lot about, I, I believe he was supposed to do the, the Boba Fett thing. Maybe nothing was ever actually confirmed on what he was going to be in. And there was a separation there, whether it was on his part or their part. I haven't read into it enough. You got uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who were solo. Um uh, Colin Trevorrow, who was supposed to do the, the movie that we've got coming up. Um, now we got Benioff and Weiss. And then even with Rogue One, you know, Gareth Edwards, you know, you heard about all the reshoots and the problems on that thing. And then, you know, while he did get the director credit and everybody looks at him as making the great movie, you know, there I can't think of the name of the guy, but there was really somebody else who came in and, you know, kind of cleaned that thing up. Um you know, I, I, I don't know how much, you know, he did to improve or take things out, how much of Gareth's story that really was. But but there were, you know, there were problems there. And then you read about stuff from, you know, Variety about, you know, Disney just basically um, not wanting to yield creative control and to really kind of stay in this box and not really get out of this box. Um you know, I guess you just feel a little bit concerned about you know what's hap- you know what's going to happen you know going forward. I mean, I um, I think they've got some good good people in in places now. You know, kind of getting back to the Mandalorian a little bit. Um, big fan of you know John 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 Favreau, right? Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. John Favreau. Um, obviously, you know, I was listening to a little bit of stuff today with uh, Filoni and uh, Favreau, kind of talking back and forth, and just some of the process that they went through. Yeah. And it's very much like taking, you know, Star Wars into account and, you know, what the fans' reaction might be and throwing as much stuff as they possibly can in there to really make it um, very entertaining and, you know, 
very likable for a Star Wars fan. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like they have more control over that than anybody's had control of anything Star Wars related um, since the Disney buyout. And uh, you know, Favreau's uh, he wrote all of the Mandalorian episodes, I think, except for one. So you're going to have consistency there from a writing standpoint. Um, and then you know, Dave Filoni, um, you know, he studied under George Lucas, and and so him and Favreau are working on this together. And, um, you know, I, I think – and then you got, you know, Kevin Feige coming in. I think ultimately you're going to see Kathleen's going to be gone eventually. I think Feige is going to take over to, to some degree. Um, you know, Favreau obviously did a lot of work with Marvel. Um, so he's he's come over now. And so I think you're going to see some things change within Lucasfilm that I think ultimately will be for the best. Um. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Marvel really kind of got it figured out. You think about yeah. all those movies that have been released since since Iron Man 1 that, uh, you know, Favreau did all the way to Endgame. I mean, gosh, just 12 to 15, yeah. maybe more and than I, that. And I don't know that there. Star Wars is like no, I don't the want same, Star Wars same setup like that. But when you think but. about that, that many films and they yeah. all kind of tie in together right, exactly. to where you can watch Iron Man 1 to Avengers Endgame, yeah. and it, it flows, it right. makes sense. And to me, when you have that many more characters and you're trying to do that many more movies, it makes it more difficult right. to and make what's, it flow. What's the criticism been with these the sequel trilogy here? Is that how Force Awakens and The Last Jedi felt so disconnected yeah. from each other? Um, and so, you know, that's why I'm glad J.J. is back for this one because he at least did the first one, and he can really try to tie this up. I know... From what I've heard, is uh, George Lucas is more involved yeah. um, in the, in the Last Jedi, and they got more of his input, and so I think they're trying to put a bow on this thing as best they can. And um, but I'm I'm still excited for you know the rise of Skywalker to see what they do with it, um, and then and like I said, I think the future really is in in the Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, I don't know, I. I love all Star Wars content, you know. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward, I'm really looking forward to The Mandalorian. I think the trailers, man, gosh, we got another little teaser trailer, you know, yeah, yeah. within the last 24, 48 hours. Didn't have a lot of stuff in it, but, you know, a couple extra, you know, things that just look cool. You know, I went back today and watched, you know, trailer one and trailer two. So much stuff in that, in that, you know, that series looks great. I think it's, I think it's going to be really, you know, fantastic. And I'm, again, like we just talked about, I'm really glad Filoni's in there to kind of just, well, hey, this, this, that's not Star Wars. You know, hopefully, you know, those types right. of conversations are, hap- you know, happening. <coughs> Excuse uh, me. But again, getting back to, um, you know, Disney Plus and streaming, you know, that's yeah. all great, but. You know, I mean, I, I do look forward. You know, I I guess we'll I'm going to... We'll get films. I, we're not going to not have films, but it's not going to be the Star Wars saga anymore. It's not going to be the Skywalker saga. And so I don't, I don't know what kind of films um, we're going to get. And, you know, I guess we'll have to experience that <laughs> that together, you know. Uh, but let's talk a little more about the Disney Plus deal. So have you signed up for it yet? I have not. I was All planning right. on using your uh, username. Yeah, profile. yeah. <laughs> Um, so Disney Plus, if you haven't signed up for it yet, you can go onto their website. Um, just Google Disney Plus. I'm sure it'll take you there. Um, and then uh, you can sign up. It uh, debuts on November 12th, and at the same time, Mandalorian will be available, um, the first episode. So 
But it costs, um, the cost is $6.99. Oh, I love that. Which is very good. I might could swing that. Yeah. Do you, uh, I know you have Netflix. Netflix, uh, right now, it's, I pay $9.99, I think. Or maybe I pay $12. Um, I think I'm up there because we have the four screens because I share yeah. it with like my wife's entire family. And so the good thing is $6.99, and that includes streaming on four screens, um, as well as 4K. If you have a 4K TV, you can have seven profiles. Um, per account, so you know each person can have their own account or their own little deal. Right. Um, and then, um, if you want, though, there's also a um, a prepay option. You and I are familiar with that in we sales. Are, yeah. um, but uh, you can prepay for uh, for the year for sixty nine ninety nine. It comes out a little bit cheaper for you that way. <clears throat> and then there's also a bundled subscription, which means you would get the Disney Plus, the ESPN Plus, which I don't even know what the difference is between that and, like, ESPN. Is that just, like, streaming ESPN? I don't I really have know. no idea. It sounds I haven't good. watched ESPN in forever. Um, and, uh, and then you also get the ad-free version of Hulu. Um, all that is twelve ninety nine. So, if you uh, want to do that, an extra six bucks for uh, Hulu and ESPN—that does sound pretty good. Now, I did also read, and you know, you, you might have the, uh, you know, for you know, the confirmed information. Last Jedi and Solo, I don't think are going to be on Disney Plus yet because they are still with Netflix currently. Yeah, so I don't uh, have all the details on that. I know the. I thought the agreement ends at the end of the year. Yeah, so I think whenever that agreement yeah. ends, whether it's the end of this year or halfway through next year, that's when Disney Plus will get those two movies right. as well. When I and I thought I read they're going to pull everything except for I. I saw something about Mary Poppins. Mary, for those that are really into that, is still going to be on there or something. Um, but yeah, you're going to not find. I, I think eventually you won't find any Marvel or Star Wars content on. Netflix makes sense. Um, but uh, and then if you're a Verizon unlimited data customer, you actually could get Disney Plus for free for a year. Uh-huh. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but as far as what you can watch it on, it's available. It's going to be available pretty much on anything. I watch Netflix usually on my TV or iPad, um, so I could I'll be able to watch it there. It'll be on your if you have an Xbox or PS4, you can get it on there. The only thing it won't be on is uh, the Amazon Fire Stick. Okay. Um, and it's not because they're, um, you know, they're butting heads with with Amazon or anything, but it's more of a um, uh, an issue with uh, the ad space. There's a, there's an issue with selling ad space. There's there's something there going on. So I think eventually you might see it on Fire Stick for those that have Fire Stick, but you'll be able to get it pretty much anywhere. If your TV is a smart TV. That should be able to pick it right up. Yeah, I mean, for six ninety nine, um, you know, and, and I went through the list that came out. Um, I saw something that came out a month ago, and, and everything that's going to be on there, you know, and uh, I mean, there was a lot of older kind of Disney Disney stuff that uh, you know I didn't even I haven't thought of some of those movies since I was like ten or eleven years old. So, you know, um, it, it, it sounds like it's going to be you know really entertaining and turn a lot of people into couch potatoes. So. Um, I am looking forward to becoming one of those people. All right, so here's the thing: if you uh, you ever binged a show, uh, quite frequently. What what have you binged? Um, you know, I'm big into sitcoms, but we we haven't talked Star Wars in like seven solid minutes here. Uh, um, I love sitcoms, so I've been binge watched a lot of sitcoms like How I Met Your Mother, uh, The Office. I 
still binge watch. Um, yeah. You know, um, Breaking Bad. I'm currently binge watching. Um, so yeah, I do binge watch. That's the great thing about Netflix. You just keep it going. Well, so you can get a you know, it's like Stranger Things is a great example. You can get a whole season, and then you can just sit and watch. Right. You know, as many as you want. So as far as Mandalorian goes. Uh, the first episode will come out on November 12th. It will not. They will not release the whole season all at once. You're going to have the first season on November. Or sorry, the first episode on November 12th, and then uh, the second episode will be available on November 15th. So like three days later. Okay. Um, and then after that, they're going to tune. They're going to be on uh, weekly installments, and so basically it'll run November 12th. Until the finale on December twenty seventh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, um, I'm okay with that. I really am. I'm not disappointed. You know, I, I don't. I don't have a problem. We're, we're kind of spoiled with streaming. You know, there there it was a little bit. Of, it was a lot of fun. You know, back in the day when you kind of had to wait and sit around, and that anticipation builds. And that's probably you know how we're going to feel about this. You know, I would think. You know. Um, you know. Plus, to be honest with you, I you know I don't have the time to sit there and stream like. Um, 10, 12 episodes, whatever it was, in like a 48-hour period, and then you go on Facebook and someone spoils it for you, you know? Yeah. So that's, that, that, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. I look forward to that. Um, you know, and again, that antis- anticipation kind of building between episodes. Yeah, so, um, and here's here's what I like about it is, you know, I don't know if you ever binge something, but when you binge watch it and it's over, it's like, oh, man, like, yeah, now what? Yeah. And so this is Star Wars, and so I do kind of want it to last. I watch um, Teen Titans on on DC Universe. Um, all right, don't give me that I'm look. Sorry. I'm right. sorry. That's, no, yeah, it's, it's not the cartoon. Great content. <laughs> but it, uh, I'm sick, by the way. So if I if you hear me cough in the microphone, I apologize. Um, but uh, those come out once a week, and um, so it's kind of nice. It does space it out a little bit. And so, so I'm a fan of that. Also, just doing the podcast that then gives us a chance I about to, that. Yeah. to speak about it weekly, which will which will be nice. Right. Um, the thing it is, we're gonna have to figure out how you can watch it because you live in the boonies. No and, Wi-Fi, uh, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know just gonna... like video the whole episode and just send it to me in like installments. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll Facetime you as I'm watching. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to talk a little bit about Mandalorian and. Um, in the characters, we already know Mandalorian is going to take five year, take place five years after Return of the Jedi, um, and it's basically twenty five years before the uh, the emergence of the fir- First Order. Um, and so, some of the characters, and I know we know a lot of this, but just leading up to the uh, to the show on the twelfth, I just want to talk a little bit about it. So we have, and this is where I start to mispronounce real people's so names yeah. and character names, but. Uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be the Mandalorian. We already know that. No, he's not going to be Boba Fett. You tell me you didn't think that. I don't know why people are still thinking he could be Boba Fett. I thought it was Django. No, it's not Django Fett not, either. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, oh, of okay. course. <laughs> um, but uh, so he's going to be our, our Mandalorian, our bounty hunter. Um, then we're going to have Gina Carano. She's playing Cara Dune. I probably mispronounced her name. Right. Um, She's going to be a uh, – her character is a formal – Former. <laughs> a former, sorry. A former rebel shock trooper turned mercenary who fought in the Civil War for the Rebel Alliance. Love that backstory. So that should be interesting. Nick Nolte is going to be our Ugnaught. Right. Um, and his name is Kuehl. 
K-U-I-I-L. And you already have a beef with this guy. I don't have a beef. I just, he seems tall for an Ugnaught. I don't know how tall Ugnaughts are supposed to be, but every time I've seen an Ugnaught, they're pretty short. Right. Um, yeah, you know. Um, and I don't remember them talking, like, so clearly. No, they definitely sounded like a monkey. Yeah. Or something, uh. Uh, something like that so but yeah he sounds like a wise old sage uh yeah you know in in the uh in the trailer um then you have uh this name i mean giancarlo giancarlo esposito now i'm not he's from breaking bad i've not watched breaking bad oh you got to get into it (coughs) excuse me i know him from uh did you ever see um hold let me let me think of the name I think it was uh, Jericho. Was he on Jericho? That was a TV show, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it wasn't Jericho. It was um, Revolution or something. Man, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I know him from. I know him from. Breaking he was on Bad. some he like was... he was on some uh, uh, show where it was like the end of the world type thing and post apocalyptic. That narrows it down so, to about one thousand yeah, things. Anyway, he was a bad guy in the show, but his uh, his uh, character is Moff Gideon. It's a he's a former governor under the emperor under the empire. I am struggling talking today. Whose life changed after the rebels destroyed the second Death Star? So he's uh, he sounds a little bitter. Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, as Grief Karga, he's the leader of the Bounty Hunter Guild who hires the Mandalorian. Um, then we have, it says Emily Swallow. Was his hand eaten by an alligator? Why did his hand? This is Happy Gilmore. Oh, uh, I've never seen Happy Gilmore. Oh, my God. <laughs> I apologize. Lordy. No, I've seen Adam Sandler movies. I don't I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, that's like one of the is best ones. Is that the ones. golf one? That's the golf one, yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen bits and pieces. Oh, that's Bob Barker Yeah, he was, uh, he was Happy Gilmore's trainer in his, oh. uh, uh, I can't think of the character's name, but yeah, his hand got bitten off uh, by an alligator. Oh. Yep. All right. Um, Emily Swallow, she's listed as an actress here. I have no idea what character she plays. Um, we have Omid Abatai as Dr. Perishing, Werner Herzog as the client. Um, I believe that's the old right. guy that we see the in the uh, trailer. Yeah. Um, IG-11 is played by, uh, well, he's voiced by, not gonna Taiki Wati. Good job. Uh-huh. How'd you know that uh-huh. name? Um, because I got confused when I was on IMDb and thinking, is that the character's name or is that the uh, actor's okay. name? Because that sounds like it could be a Star Wars name. So he says he's it's an innocent, naive droid who does not know sarcasm or how to lie. Oh, that sounds like a droid we've seen before. Well, K2SO was very blunt, but right. he definitely had sarcasm. All right. So I mean, he looks. Um, like everything spinning on the guy, you know, like eyes spinning one way, head spinning yeah. one way, body well, spinning one way. Right. Um, then we have Bill Burr, the comedian. I, I, when I first saw the trailer, <laughs> I was like, man, that guy looks like Bill Burr. Yeah. He's got that cool thing on his shoulder. Yeah. And then so, I, I actually found out today, holy crap, that's actually Bill Burr. Right. Makes fun of Star Wars fans, and now he's in a Star Wars yeah. movie, so good for him. Good comedian. He's an unnamed outlaw. Um, Ming Nai Wen. <laughs> I should have. Should I laugh? We got to delete that. Why? <laughs> Why? You're not laughing not, at the name. You're laughing at how you can't pronounce it, just like you can't pronounce the rest of them. Um, as Fennec Shand, an assassin, Natalie Tenna as an unnamed Twi'lek bounty hunter, and Julia Jones as Omarosa. No, I'm just kidding. It says, uh, <laughs> as Omera. 
Um, so there you go. That, that's the main cast of characters from what this looks like. Um, and then uh, there's eight episodes. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. There's eight episodes. Um, again, starting on November 12th, the second one on the 15th, and then every week after that. Uh, John Favreau wrote them all, except for one of them. Do we know who wrote that one? Uh, yeah, the other one. Um, so it says, story by Christopher Yost, which, man, that, that name, name sounds real familiar. Sounds real familiar. Hmm. Hmm. And then teleplay by Christopher Yost and Rick Famujiwa. That's it. Yeah. And then uh, directed by, so Dave Filoni, he he directs the first one. Um, and then uh, that Rick Famujiwa. Sorry, sorry, Rick. Uh, he does the. We don't uh, do good with names. No, he does the <laughs> second like one. Feige. You have a Deborah Chow, then a Bryce Howard. Who uh, Bryce Howard is actually related to Ron Howard. I think right. it's the Bryce daughter. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, exactly. She's in all the Jurassic yeah. World movies. And she, there's a comment I read where she says, um, she she says something to to Ron about how much freedom they have in making these or something, and he was surprised by that. Um, so we talked a little bit about right. the creative freedom. But here, um, but okay, so again, not to derail here, I'm yeah. going to let you get through every single character in the Mandalorian series. No. But is that sarcasm? You, a little bit. Yeah. Do you think, because John Favreau is such Favreau. a big name. Favreau. That's what I said. No, like Favreau. 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 Yeah. Is such a big name director, has so much stuff underneath his belt, that that's kind of what got him the... The flexibility, and more control. Uh, I think he's trusted for sure. All right. Um, yeah, I mean he's proven. You know right. what I mean? He's yeah, he's he's proven. Also, he has he he is a Star Wars fan. Sure. And he gets it. You know what I mean? Well, Ryan so, Johnson claimed to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Well. Um. Anyway, I'm not going to read through all the directors, but uh, Filoni directs two of them. Um, Taiki Wadi. Taiki Watson. Whatever. He, he does the uh, the last one. Um, but uh, I do like that John Favreau more or less wrote uh, wrote them all. Yeah, I like that consistency. Um, and then you have uh, the composer. You know, people are saying uh, some good things here that the uh, uh, the music on this should be pretty good. The composer's Ludwig Gorenson. Do you know who that is? Uh, we're very close. Uh, so Ludwig... Um, is known for his scores on uh, a lot of films. I'm looking them up. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Ludwig. Is it Ludwig? I think so. Like Beethoven? Ludwig von Beethoven? I think it's Ludwig. If you're going to correct me on <laughs> Favreau. Oh, so he did uh, He uh, did the score for Black Panther um, and then uh, Creed. Didn't see Creed. You haven't seen any of the Creed movies? I saw the Rocky movies. Oh, my goodness. You guys see the Creed movies. They're right. really good. Yeah, okay. Do you like the Rocky movies? Yeah, except for five. Well, nobody likes five. Oh. Tommy Gunn. Yeah. Um, but uh, but so the, so the music, the soundtrack should be pretty good as well. Right. All right. So, so here's another uh, Mandalorian question for you, and, yeah. and maybe we won't know this until November 12th. Is... They're, I'm assuming they're all hour-long episodes, you know. I didn't, I didn't get running times, but I would hope so. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would imagine so. And I would For think, as much as they're spending per episode, you know, millions of dollars, right. yeah. 
I, I my guess too would be that the probably the series premiere as well as the series finale might run well, a little bit know. longer as well. I can't I can't speak to that. Well, we will be able to in a week, partner. Buddy, <laughs> my partner. <laughs> All right, Jake, what else do you got in your magic notebook? Anything else? Um, all right, so um, I've got some box office predictions for um, Rise of Skywalker. Um, and then I've got to some uh, past box office not predictions, some actuals for uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. This is probably only interesting to me, so I'm glad I decided to bring it up. Uh, but Force Awakens cranked, buddy, 937 worldwide total. That's million dollars. Last Jedi, a little bit different, 620. Yeah. Still a lot of money. Um, the Rise of Skywalker is predicting to do 750. So a little bit more than Last Jedi. Um, I think that's kind of uh, kind of interesting. I believe they judged that off of pre-ticket sales. You know, different things like that. Um, so we'll see how it how it goes. I know part of that seven hundred and fifty million for a Rise of Skywalker will be coming from yours truly, so they've got my money already. Yeah, I mean, I it should. Um, you know, I I heard uh, Rebel Force Radio. I listened to them, and uh, they were talking about a little bit about box office numbers um, coming out of Solo. You know how Solo. It, I want to say it bombed, but it, it underperformed, obviously. and that's, that's Still what, made a lot of money. Yeah, but that's what caused a lot of this course correction. And there's some worry about what, what The Last Jedi will do, if it'll have another solo reaction. I, I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. Um, I think it'll do very well. It's it's the last time you're going to see these characters on screen. Um, and, and J.J.'s doing it. Um, you know, there's this whole thing about you know, well, our, our, is it okay to be negative on Star Wars or, you know, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but people are saying, well, you know, don't talk about The Last Jedi in a negative way because, you know, you should always say the good things about Star Wars and not talk about the negative Who things. Who is saying and this? I've, I, there's there's people it? that are like that. And my thing is I think criticism is fair, right? Just because I say there's things I don't like about The Last Jedi – doesn't mean that I don't like Star Wars or that, you know, I hate everything that's been done in this new sequel trilogy. Yeah, I'm very grateful that we have this. Otherwise, I mean, we wouldn't have any Star Wars movies going on without these. So, you know, am I happy with the way it's all gone? No. Do Are there things, in my personal opinion, that could have been done to make it better? Yes. But... Who am I? I'm not, you know, I'm not a director. I'm not, you know, they're not calling me to ask for my advice. You know what I mean? No, um, no doubt. But I do think yeah. that they should probably, um, you know, give a little bit more, you know, credence to, uh, you know, the what the fans might yeah. think. Well, and we'll not see. Just... I think The Last Jedi might have some of that taken into context where, where it really wasn't, you know um, – did I say the Last Jedi? You did. Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker, where where you know the Last Jedi really really didn't, um, you know. And there's and then you got the flip side where people are like, oh well, that's just fan service. Well, there's nothing wrong with fan service. Yeah, I'm you know a big mean? fan of it as a fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. You know. Um, so well, I mean, these movies are going to make money. 
Yeah. Regardless. So why not have some fan service? Who, who do you think is going to go back and see it seven or eight more times? Right. You know, the casual goer? No. Right. The Brian Seddons and Jacob Furlows of the world. Yeah, the nerds. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, look, I was sorry. You know, we, we just keep going back to The Last Jedi, and, yeah. and, and um, it, it certainly makes for, for topic of conversation. You know, my daughter, Julia, um, yeah. Who just turned three? She yeah. is. She's kind of in a Star Wars thing. Way too young to really understand everything, and I have to shield her from some stuff. We laid out all the DVDs and let her kind of pick out. Uh, yeah, I have DVDs, not Blu-rays. I'm sorry. Um, pick out kind of which ones. And she went for the original trilogy. Boom, 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 boom. She's a Return of the Jedi. That's the one she wants to watch over and over and over. I guess. Um, but you know, we 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 started doing Last Jedi because it's on Netflix, and. Um, so, you know, I go, I started going through it again, and, and once again, kind of like I talked about last week, I was really on the edge of my seat for like the first, gosh, probably 40, 45 minutes of it. The And I, I kind of put my finger on it when I was going through it um, the other night. It really is Canto Bike. As is. soon as they started <laughs> talking about it, yeah. as soon, like even when, when Finn's escaping into the yeah. pod, right, and she chunks him with that thing, yeah. and he's flipping his dead arm dead arm over with the tracker that uh, for for Ray, that's that's where I just get lost. Them explaining it to each other, mimicking each other's voices, talking at the same time, explaining it to Poe. I just I'm gone. I'm yeah. gone. I, I don't. And, and then. Oh, you know, um, I just don't understand why purple-haired lady can't think oh, of her name. Oh, see, I, uh, uh, Holdo. Holdo. I, I don't understand, especially when they when, when well, she won't tell them the gun on him. On. Like, okay, now it's time to say it, you know? Like, it's time to tell them your plan. Because yeah. then DJ wouldn't have betrayed Finn that, and yeah. Rose and so many more... Uh, Resistance, people would have been alive. It just it, that whole part really loses. So here, me. I, you know, I bag on the last Jedi a lot, but you sure do. And I, you know, and people are probably tired of listening that we keep talking about last Jedi. I, but, but I think it's a common <coughs> thing. You know what Excuse I mean? Me. It's it's well, it's it's what we have right now, right? Until the the rise of Skywalker comes out. But so you know, I, I say a lot of negative things, but I'll let me say some positive things that people don't agree with me about. I actually enjoy the Hodo character. Mm. I thought I, I enjoyed it. I I thought I liked her character. Um, DJ, I enjoyed DJ's character. I wouldn't mind seeing DJ again. I think he's an interesting character because he's kind of just like in the middle and he's doing his own thing and he's profiting off of of the war, right? And uh, aside from the stuttering thing, you right, know that, that got a little annoying, but. He's an he's an interesting character. I wouldn't mind seeing him show up somewhere again, um, because I actually, like I said, to me he was interesting. The whole Canto bite thing, you know, was was terrible. All of that was right. garbage. Even the CGI in it was yeah. really bad. The guy putting the coins and BB-8 and all that. I mean, that it was, was just silly. Yeah, it was really silly. Did not enjoy um, that. The the opera lady singing thing that oh yeah you know what Which, was that I don't know I mean but you get some you get some of that in Star Wars you know I mean you get yeah, well you get it in the the George Lucas right. you know readers so and again let's so not to I guess we're gonna get off topic a little bit I meant to ask you this a second ago so when Force Awakens um, when we first heard about another Star Wars movie and you heard that 
you know, this was after we knew that Disney had bought uh, Lucasfilm. <coughs> we were going to get a Star Wars movie. We were going to. It was going to have all three of them in it. That was yeah. really exciting. And JJ was going to do it. Were you relieved that it was JJ and not George? Um. No, I mean, I I don't think I even really thought about it. Really? Uh, you know, I know George got a lot of hate from people for the prequels. I mean, I never. The other thing in the prequels that I didn't like, but it's like, dude, it's George Lucas. He could do whatever he wants to do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, for me, I, I think I was kind of relieved. Um, just because I, you know. But I thought, but I thought. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I enjoy the prequels. I really do. Um, but here's my thing is like he, it's his thing. It's his story. Okay. And but, no, no, no. But I wanted him to. I wanted him to complete the story. It's his story. It's coming from his mind. And so to me, it's like, I want to see that to fruition. You know what I mean? What made me think of this was when you talked about how George is more involved with Rise of Skywalker than he has been the other two. And if we would have heard that like 10 years ago, I think a lot of people would have been like, "Uh uh-oh. You know what I mean? Just because of the prequels and just kind of how they were poorly received. And maybe they've stood up to the test of time a little bit, you know, probably definitely uh, better than what people would have thought. You know, I think, um, you know, I mean, again, when they first came out, I was like, hey, these are pretty cool. And, um, you know, then as you kind of maybe get mature, uh, you know, I'm not really sure what it was. You just kind of pick up on a lot of things and they bug you a little bit more. But, but I do think that here we are in 2019, and after, you know, four Star Wars movies since the prequels, you know, I think that people go back and enjoy them more so now than what they did a few years ago. Um, but I don't know that, it, I don't know that um, you know, because George is, you know, more involved in Rise of Skywalker, um, I still feel like uh, people think a lot more highly of him now, I guess is what I'm trying to say, probably because of Ryan Johnson. Does that make sense? No, I get what you're saying. Possible. I don't know. He's the creator, though. I mean, he's the creator. Yeah, he is. He. Yeah. he uh, we wouldn't have any. We wouldn't have Star Wars without him. That's a true statement. Uh huh. Yeah. It's the truest statement. Is that it? Um, I got uh, since since we're kind of. Uh, jumping back and forth for Rise of Skywalker yeah. um, and uh, I had a thought and I'm sure this is out there somewhere All right, but I didn't get it from anybody so this is my thought everybody um, we know, well, I guess we don't know that um, Darth Sidious yeah. you want to bring it up? Sure, Okay. so Jacob has this habit of, of calling Palpatine Darth Sidious I mean every time we talk he calls him Darth Sidious. That's and his I, name. So, well, uh, so the question is, and then I was like, we started to talk about. It. I was like, save it for the podcast. But uh, <laughs> nobody else that I know calls him that. Why do you? Well, he's pa- it's he, Palpatine. It's not. I get. Palpatine. I know it's the same person, but it's it's Darth Sidious. He's a Sith Lord, Darth Sidious. Right. We don't call Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Anakin Skywalker when he's in the Darth Vader gear. It's Darth Vader okay. in episode 4, 5, and 6. So who, it's Darth Vader. So who in Star Wars calls Palpatine Darth Sidious? Solid point. 
But hey, we most, hear him be called the. He's called the emperor. He's not my emperor, buddy. I don't think anybody calls him Emperor Palpatine. Usually, they just call him Emperor, the Emperor, right. the Emperor. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just the. Uh, well, at this point, it's habit, and now that I know that it, you don't like it, it's no, just going to happen every just, single time. I just think time. it's just weird because I don't hear anybody else calling him yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I'm my own man, Brian. Yeah, all right. I do what I want. <laughs> Darth Sidious. Um, so now you know when we're watching the Rise of Skywalker, we're going to look at each other if they call him Darth Sidious. I doubt they will, but I can already feel you staring at me. If they call him Darth Sidious yeah, it's gonna happen. in the theater. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to stand up and say something. <laughs> I told you. Um, so in Revenge of the Sith, uh, Palpatine talks about uh, learning how to, you know, we'll say cheat death yeah. from uh, his master, yeah. Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Plagueis? Plagueis. 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 Um, <laughs> So knowing that he has this knowledge of how to do this, or maybe he was just dangling this false carrot in front of Anakin, but, you know, probably not. He probably knows how to have this, uh, knows how to, you know, do this. Would that explain why we hear him and probably see him? Well, you're really jumping out on a You think so? To me, that's, that, I don't think that's a ledge. No, I think I that's being, the most logical thing. Pick up oh, you're sarcastic. being sarcastic. <laughs> I felt so good when I came up with this. Yeah. I'm like, wait uh, it a minute. You a while. He knows how to do it. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> that's how he did it? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's been well discussed. Has it really? Yeah. Crap. <laughs> uh, which which would make sense, you know. Um, and that, that's why a lot of people thought Snoke might have been Darth Plagueis because, you know. Man, that would have been cool. If he had cheated death. Right. Um, because he, he says that there's one that knows how to cheat death. And so Darth Plagueis knew how to cheat it, and we knew that uh, Darth Sidious Thank you. killed. Uh, it's going to be a thing now. Uh, his master, but it didn't mean that he couldn't have come back. So a lot of people thought Snoke was Plagueis. Turned out he's not, as far as we know. Still, um, I had a theory that I put in our text thread. I don't Get know ready if, to have it poo pooed on. I don't know if I, th- uh, if you're in the thread at that point or not. But what if Snoke? was possessed by Palpatine somehow. So you got all this force projection stuff going on, right? This is the new Star Wars we live in. Sure. What if somehow Plagueis... Plagueis. What if uh, somehow Palpatine was possessing Snoke, that body, and that was that was Palpatine... And in a sense, that makes that death you meaningless. Know, yeah, meaningless. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, not being sarcastic here. That's a stretch. Why is that a stretch? I mean, for, first off, that's not a projection at all. It's not a projection. That's a. It's a possession. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what that is. Right. So, um, not saying it couldn't happen because yeah. we've seen things, you know, with with a lot with Star Wars content. We get that. Oh, that's new. I didn't know we could do that in the Force. Um, All right, so then, so then, what is he now? Is he just in someone else? Is he just in you know, someone else's body? Well, I don't know. Then I thought, well, and that's why he needs to show up now because he's, you know, his his, the body he was using is has been destroyed. Yeah. Kind of like Krang and and the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I mean, like the belly of that thing. Mm-hmm. 
digress, don't I? You do. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot else. Um, yeah. Ryan well, Seddon. Most but, people uh, stop listening by now anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> um, but I did have a uh, another, I guess, question for okay. you. So we have Ray's uh, lightsaber. Yeah. Um, is that the, the, the lightsaber that we saw broke? I think so. I think year? she I mean, fixes it. The it. Same. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, and that's where's cool, she going right? to go get a new kyber crystal, kyber crystal right? and all that well, stuff? I mean, we, and, we, Luke got a new one. We didn't see anything about it. In Return yeah. Where's she going to go get the pieces? Where do you go to get the where Galaxy's Edge? I don't know. They yeah. didn't have Galaxy's Edge then. So um, Bantu. Anyway, that 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 makes me feel a little bit better because as I was watching that in the theater, yeah. you know, we already saw the lightsaber get chunked over Luke's soldier, and then it and then it just got broken. So you know, I'm happy that it's. Um, it's back. There's a lot of history in that lightsaber, yeah. and we don't know really any of it because, uh, you know, JJ Well, I don't think the movie's going to be about the lightsaber anymore. We kind of thought it was a, a lot about the lightsaber and, yeah, and the Awakens. trailers for Force Awakens. And, right. Well, it was a little bit about the lightsaber in Force Awakens. It called to her. Well, it was. It called to her, and they had to get the lightsaber to Luke, and then, and then yeah, then Ryan Johnson came along and just pooed all over it. Just threw it over But now it's shoulder. back. But now the lightsaber's back. Yeah, but I don't think at this point. It's just a tool. Yeah. Yeah. This weapon is your life. Right. Well, apparently not. Yeah. Is that it? Moving on. Um, well, you got a book going on. You got anything else? Well, I mean, uh, I really Very don't. Um, <coughs> you know, I, I have other Rise of Skywalker stuff, but we probably need to, you know, you save, wrap some, this thing up? save some things for uh, yeah, an upcoming so, podcast. Yeah. Well, next week um, we're going to talk about the new Mandalorian uh because by then it would have been out. There is a book coming out. Uh, well, actually, it came out on the 5th, so it's already out. It's uh, Journey to Star Wars the Rise of Skywalker. It's Resistance Reborn. And um, and so this takes place, obviously, after The Last Jedi. And um, just I'll just read a quick preface about it. And I might try to... Whew, no promises here. I might try to do the audio version of this and just kind of get the story, and maybe we'll talk about it. But... Uh, we rejoin the surviving Resistance members in the days following the Battle of Crait with Trail of Lightning writer Roan Horse huh? capturing the voices of Leia Organa and Poe Dameron beautifully through dialogue that stays true to Carrie Fisher and Isaac, uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac's Isaac. performances. Yeah. Um, let's see, I, was, I was trying to see if they gave us a little bit of a plot here. Okay, so the 295-page narrative unfolds primarily from their perspective as they organize missions to gather new leadership, rescue political prisoners, and acquire ships with Ray, Finn, and Rose serving as secondary characters. So there you go. That's what it's going to be. Okay. So kind of kind of, how do they rebuild this... Uh, Resistance is what it looks like. Because Rise of Skywalker, it looks like, I mean, there's a whole lot of ships. Yeah. Uh, which, and I hate to end on something like this, but that's something that never makes sense to me either. And The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Like, The Force Awakens, they blew up like oh, I know. six planets. And it seemed like nobody cared. Because, like, yeah. where was, was everybody in The Last Jedi? Like, where's, how are not people like ready for war I don't understand what were they doing yeah it really did kind of come across as just uh, an afterthought you know what I mean yeah. it was it was a 
it was a devastating blow. Yeah, six planets. Yeah, was it six? I thought yeah. so. I mean, it, that that sounds right. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and like, and nobody like even cares. They go to the Canto Bite thing, and I know it's all rich people, but it's like, man, everyone's just like doing their own. I don't know. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, we, we talk a lot about the Last Jedi, but you can point some stuff, point to some things in the Force Awakens that uh. Uh, make you scratch your head a little bit as well. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. We'll be back next um, next week with a new podcast. We'll talk about Mandalorian. Um, did you have something I did, to say? I did. I did. I, you know, this is a little bit late, but I wanted to at least give a little bit of refer- uh, reverence. Reverence would be the world word. Um, to the late Peter Mayhew. Yes, he did die seven months ago. Um, but... Uh, you know, just a little bit about Peter Mayhew. Did you know that he was, uh, he actually was an orderly in a hospital in London, yes. and that's what he was doing. You knew that? Okay, all right, moving <laughs> on to the next thing. George Lucas. No, but you can, uh, don't do it for me. That's it, the, that's it. He was an orderly in a hospital yeah. um, when he heard about They the, needed uh, a tall guy. Yeah, they needed a tall guy. When he yeah. stood up and introduced himself to George, that's right. when he That's when he had the part. Uh, George Lucas said about Peter Mayhew, he's the closest any human being could be to a Wookiee. Big heart, gentle nature, and uh, I always learned to let him win. He was in episode four, five, and six, and then I guess he was in um, episode three as well, Revenge of the Sith, but I thought that was CGI. No, no it was him. Was it? Um, he died April 30th of uh, this, this uh, here this year, 2019, in uh, Boyd, Te- Texas. Um, and the reason that I'm kind of bringing it up is because Rise of Skywalker will be dedicated to Peter Mayhew. He also wrote a couple children's books about bullying and kind of being different. So, you know, Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca. Right. On that note, we'll see you next week. Bye. So long.